on TV news, so I finally caught up on, or not fully caught up on The Last of Us, and in the last episode, I think it was episode six, our girl Sally Ride gets a shout out, which is for everyone who forgot, (laughs) Max Ride's namesake. Wow. (laughs) Apparently, Ellie in The Last of Us is a big Sally Ride fan and even said, isn't that such a cool name for an astronaut? It is a good name. (laughs) That is a good name. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie. Don't laugh, I'm on a roll. <laughs> Sorry, it was really loud. It was really aggressive. Hi, <laughs> it is me. <laughs> I am Sophie, and I've been genetically recombined 2% with bird DNA. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that bird that I've been mixed with is a power eraser powder booby. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget booby is a type of bird. <laughs> booby. Powder booby. Did, did anyone put uh, any great tits in here? In oh, there's definitely list? some tits in there, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, but we've gotten two boobies so far. <laughs> That's yes. the maximum amount. Yeah, that's the the regular amount of boobies to have. So that's don't give me more boobies. <laughs> this one's a powder booby. I don't want that. Does seem it sounds itchy. Well, you know, maybe it's you know to deal with sweat. Mm. This is oh. too much. Um. <laughs> anyway, I have power erasure, which is my eraser erasure. I listen. Wait. I erase. I erase your powers. Uh-huh. But your noun is your eraser, so your power is just power? No, my noun is powder. Oh! I am a power eraser. Powder booby. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I thought powder booby was the bird. <laughs> no, the noun is powder, and then the bird is the booby. I will see myself out. <laughs> Try and keep up. <laughs> I will do my best. I'm just very dusty. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, who are you guys? <laughs> uh, my name's Sam, and today I am genetically combined with a sticky plant penguin, but I'm only two oh. percent that. Only two percent. Only two percent sticky. <laughs> only two percent a sticky plant penguin. It makes it sound like sticky plant is the thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, but the no, the superpower is sticky, which is truly awful that's a good superpower if that superpower is that you yourself are sticky that sucks but if your superpower is that you make other people just sticky (laughs) is amazing because that i would hate that so much i would leave (laughs) i think that's just basically having a child (laughs) oh oh no they're more goopy (laughs) i mean it would come in handy if like yeah I could just shoot stickiness out of my hands and yeah. then <laughs> slow somebody down or get them stuck on the sidewalk or, you yeah. know, yeah. if someone's chasing me. 
Yeah. yeah. Or if you can control, like, oh, I'm just sticky to climb up this wall, you know? Yeah, like Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure I was envisioning Spider-Man when I put the... <laughs> I put the <laughs> you, know, you know what else? Because I'm a penguin, I would be <sighs> a water bird, so I could put sticky thing, like, stickiness into the water and make the water more viscous. <gasps> so if a seal was coming after oh. me, or a polar bear, I could just be like... Boom! Oh. Sticky! And then they oh can't God. go through because it'd be like a gelatinous mass of sticky. I can make a gelatinous cube, yes. Oh, wow. I don't think a polar bear would be a problem for you as a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving the penguins up north. Yeah. Um, no! <laughs> Listen, yeah. Hannah, Sam is the penguin and objectively... Oh, that's true. She could go north. That <laughs> was really embarrassing! No, Sam's right because right now we are in low Arctic conditions. That's true. There are icebergs everywhere over there. In my defense, I was thinking of myself being mobile. Yeah, <laughs> and being able to go to both Antarctica and the Arctic. I was yeah, not thinking teleport. of penguins' geographic yeah. location and polar bears. You're so sticky that you can just. Uh, no, I can't make that work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no. no, no. <laughs> I do I do just need to backtrack and clarify that so what you're saying is that the ideal power is to be a jellyfish. No. No. They make mucus, so stuff can't grab them. Come so on. So many things make mucus, Sophie. Yeah, but they can't control their own movements in the water like a penguin. Uh that wasn't part of what you were describing. <laughs> I was saying that I would be swimming away from a predator. So jellyfish are doing that. <laughs> no, they're actively no. being floated by the ocean currents and are a type of nectin. I heard a lot of active in there. No, jellyfish are plankton. <laughs> oh yeah, no, sorry, they're plankton. Nectin can be plankton. I got my mixed up. I'm nectin. The jellyfish yeah. are plankton. <laughs> yeah. You touch them and they swim away. Listen. That's no. No, you're not going to this one. <laughs> I have they a turn. degree in oceanography. They tell us many times about how jellyfish are plankton because they're such bad swimmers. And they, they get stuck in plankton nets on a regular basis because <laughs> they can't swim away from even a plankton net. You know what can swim away from a plankton net? A penguin. Anything that's not plankton. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what they can swim away from? Other plankton. <laughs> Only when you're trying to feed them. <laughs> and they're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I would simply rather pass away by shoving my head <laughs> against the one little uh, defect on the bottom of this tank and shredding my entire body to pieces. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. really important. Um, it's anyway. Super important. Anyway. Who's the third person <laughs> yeah, in the that podcast? Was a lot. Oh my god, that, this is going super well. And my name is Hannah. But today... 2% of me is an absolutely horrifying bird, which is the tentacle cloud quail. No. <laughs> oh, and no. I hate the idea of a tentacle cloud. <laughs> yeah. The quail is fine, but. No, it's a cloud quail. A cloud quail with tentacles? So a cloud quail sounds like possibly the cutest thing I've ever <laughs> conceived of in my head. Yeah, it would and be really cool. And then there are just tentacles coming out of it. <laughs> and then when it lifts its wings, it I mean, they're not technically tentacles, but it has like the two arms like a squid does. Oh, which yeah. Again, the only part of the squid's appendages that aren't tentacles, but people call them tentacles. Mm -hmm. So I'm imagining an extremely adorable quail that unfurls gigantic squid arms <laughs> or or it's like magic 
and yeah. so it's a just a teeny little adorable poofy quail. Aww. And then if you get too close, just the giantest, most terrifying tentacle bursts out of the ground <laughs> underneath you. Yeah, that's also cool. It's my, uh, it's like how anglerfish yeah. catch prey, but mm. I'm the lure. <laughs> the my... quail itself is the, the quail lure. quail itself is the lure. Wow. Wow. Okay, we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the reason we are genetically recombined with birds this week is because we are reading Maximum Ride, the Bird Kid book. That's the subtitle, right? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Maximum Ride, the Bird Kid. <laughs> no, it's the Angel Experiment. And as always, we've read four chapters. So how about you guys tell us what we read this week? And for the first time, the chapters were like kind of long, but like still stupidly short. So anyways, <laughs> let's get started. <laughs> Chapter 41 has us back with Max and Dr. Martinez, where after Max insists she has to leave and fly to her friends, Dr. Martinez then insists that she needs to, in fact, have an x-ray first. So she packs Max up in her car and drives, drives her over to the vet clinic, where the chemical smell and men in white coats sends Max into a bit of a spiral, which, like, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Dr. Martinez reassures Max she's okay, and they proceed to get an x-ray of Max's shoulder, which the x-ray then shows she's got no broken bones, but some muscle damage, which will take a lot longer to heal, though Max does appear to have incredible regenerative abilities. But... The x-ray also shows that Max may have a microchip in her, which <gasps> means the school has been tracking them this whole time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> which then takes us to chapter 42, where some weird law enforcement in uh, quotations men <laughs> come into the vet office looking for suspicious activity again in quotations, <laughs> a.k.a. They are 100% just looking for Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that whole microchip reveal, you know, obvious. Oh, gotta. Anyways, Dr. Martinez then talks them away very effectively. Honestly, I want her on my team with anything I'm doing. She's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Max declares she has to leave immediately, to which Dr. Martinez then asks her to stay for one more night of rest, which she does agree to. And that's that. Well, chapters 34 and 33, nope. Nope. in that order. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nope. 43 and, <laughs> 43 and 44 are Nudge and Fang chapters. We first join them as Nudge is stubbornly flying into Tabisco and Fang is stubbornly trying to convince her that it's a horrible idea. But Nudge outstubborns him and they find the address of her potential parents in a trailer park where they hide behind some shrubs and spy on a woman who could possibly be Nudge's mother who is uh, having a cigarette and a Coke for breakfast. Nudge is trying to like hype herself up to go and say hi. Before she does, she hears the, quote, beautiful melodic laugh of an eraser. There are three of them also hiding in the bushes, including Ari, who, as you might remember, is Jeb's seven-year-old son who has been turned into a grown-up eraser man by the power of evil science. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Ari taunts Nudge and Fang by telling them that their home has been burned down and the rest of the flock is dead. A fight ensues where Nudge and Fang do some cool tag team maneuvers. Fang gets the absolute shit beaten out of him. And Nudge saves the day with some spray paint to the eyes. The <laughs> eraser's eyes, not her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Ari finally pulls a gun and the bird kids make a narrow escape back to their new home with the hawks. 
I love that there's always a fight scene before the erasers are like, oh, fine, gun. gun. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, all uh-huh. right, we have bullets. Yeah, I anyway. Guess. Oh my God. Guys, the microchip reveal got me so shook. Like, I literally <laughs> gasped out loud. <laughs> I forgot about it. Me too. I, I had no idea. About it. Oh, that's devious. It's a big one. It is a big one. Yeah, I, uh, this was the chapter that I was very excited about and why I suggested the book in the first place. Oh, yeah. And because I thought it was more than a page. (laughs) (laughs) Of Max being in the vet clinic? Yeah, where they're, like, looking at her x-ray. Maybe there's another chapter where they talk about it back at Ella's house, but I just remember, like, mind blown being like, oh, my God, they actually looked at her bones. and Wow, that's so (laughs) exciting. As a 16-year-old, and then didn't think about it since. I mean, it is pretty cool. <laughs> I really thought it was more time. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's fun. It is fun. Like, yeah, normally, I don't know, normally you don't get, like, concrete anyway. We looked at your bones. <laughs> yeah. No, it's cool. In made-up books. And again, they don't look at, like, her shoulder or where the wing attaches or anything so that they don't have to explain it. Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh that would be cool though if they did huh (laughs) that would be so cool is the thing that's yeah that's the thing that is the thing but i do just want to note that birds can heal faster usually than most other animals so maybe it's not weird that max's regeneration is very fast okay i was wondering i was wondering yeah i was hoping you had an explanation for that (laughs) yeah like Weirdly, I didn't. I mean, a lot of stuff just talks about bones, which again, yeah. as is said here, is faster than muscle. Yeah, that honestly surprised me. I didn't know that. Yeah, but even then, burned bones will heal a lot faster than, or at least stabilize like a lot faster than any other group. So I'm assuming the muscles will also do that. Yeah, because <laughs> I think she flies out of here, you know, in like oh, yeah. two days. So I mean, yeah, I mean, she's gotta. Yeah, because she's staying another night. <laughs> another night. Two whole nights. Two whole nights. Plus the one in the cabin. She just like has taken her sweet old time. <laughs> <laughs> she's got shot. <sighs> what do you want her to do? Walk there? I want her to not do stupid things that get her shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but she had to know that she had a microchip, Hannah. <laughs> <sighs> I guess. I guess. Stupid. Just because it was helpful to the plot does not mean it was a good idea. <laughs> Everything that's helpful to the plot is good. I can still no. be annoyed by your bad decision making. Yeah, yes. that's fair. Yeah. It's also both convenient for the plot and horrifying to think about that this tracking mic- uh, microchip has been in Max for so long that her arm has grown around it to the point where it would be almost catastrophically dangerous to try to remove it. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that too. Ugh. Like, they must have implanted it when she was very young, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just imagining that they all tried to escape a lot. <laughs> oh. You know? Like, that's what I'm imagining. If it's been yeah. terrible this whole time. And yeah. I don't know, like, because Max in the last chapters was alluding to, like, oh, imagine puberty, but also you have DNA that isn't yours. And we briefly were like, oh, maybe they've like had to go through chemo like maybe they've had to go through gene therapy you know like like their bodies could be 
could have been rejecting this DNA for a really long time in horrific ways. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe also it was like they would just, I don't know, fly around. (laughs) (laughs) See, my take on it was that they put the microchips into them early because their whole plan had always been for Jeb to take them off to try to socialize them or like to give him a sense of freedom like this i feel like it was all part of the experiment so like the microchip was already put in them at the start of it that was yeah. my thought as well yeah gotta socialize your bird kids i yeah. mean and maybe not the best <laughs> word to use but like <laughs> you know didn't really actually socialize but you know what i meant yeah, yeah. take them to the bird kid park so they can meet uh-huh. other bird kids so they can meet other bird kids <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But you got to make sure they've gotten all their vaccinations first so they don't get so important. The bird kids. Yes. So important. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it could be both, you know? Well, and Dr. Martinez even makes the point that these microchips are similar to the ones that are used on really expensive or valuable animals. Uh-huh. <laughs> kind of fits with how I imagine the school would see these bird kids. Yeah. Really expensive, yeah. valuable animals <laughs> show dogs for sure yeah yeah it does make me wonder what the lifespan of these microchips is though i don't know how microchips work and i did not think to look it up beforehand me neither but i know like for your cat or dog it's their whole lifetime yeah, yeah. you never but, have to get them replaced and i guess these guys at most would have been like a decade probably yeah I mean, well, no, at most it would be 14 years, which is not the maximum lifespan of a cat or a dog. So yeah, well within the lifespan of a cat. <laughs> yes. yes. Sir, I would argue with my 14 year old cat. <laughs> <laughs> She's like middle aged. <laughs> my dog died when she was eight. So uh, <laughs> never made it. Mm. I assume it was just in case they got out. But yeah. also... Yeah, maybe it was also for whatever that they're trying to use them for. They would want a way to, like... I mean, like, it's so weird because it seems like they're using the erasers for, like, a function. Yeah. So, like, clearly they should... They made the bird kids for a function. Yeah. But also it just sort of seems like they just want to catch them and dissect them. Yeah. Which is, like, again, like we've talked about a million times. This is just to make them be evil scientists. Mm-hmm. rather than like they have a purpose which again we're not sure which one is better <laughs> like no. are they terrible because they're actually doing good science or are they terrible because um but anyway uh but yeah maybe if they're using them for like spy missions or whatever yeah they'd want to still be able to keep track of them yeah that would make sense i wonder if they do like I I think we've talked before about how these bird kids might be a sort of pilot project, which is why they are just, like, being experimented upon. Kind of (laughs) janky. Yeah, Yeah. but, like, if they are a quote-unquote prototype version, then you would want to keep track of your prototype. But also, I wonder if they were going to be used for a purpose, if they just didn't get to that point before Jeb took them. Because, like, he took them all when they were very young. So, like, maybe there is a purpose that we just don't know about because max doesn't know about it that's true yeah but i i like i assume at this point they're still trying to figure out if they can be controlled you know yeah like i'm assuming the first whatever what was it it's like 
four years that they were out in the Colorado house? Something like that. Out from the school? Anyway. Yeah. Whatever it was. It was like the first, whatever, ten years of Max's life. They were trying to like... Whatever they were trying to accomplish at the school was probably to make sure that they could maintain control of the bird person. Mm -hmm. Or train them or whatever. And then that didn't work. So then they sent Jeb out with them Mm. into the world to see if, oh, maybe if we pretend... That we care about them. That will control them. Yeah. I wonder how they control the erasers, because the erasers are very well trained. Isn't it like brainwashing? Probably. I, like, I don't know. Psychological. <laughs> then why didn't they do it on the bird kids? Yeah. <laughs> it must be part of the experiment. Yeah. There is something in these chapters um, that we talked about. I can't remember if it was in like the episode before this one or the one previous to that. Where the erasers had like really compelling voices and we were like, what mm. the hell is this about? That's a weird choice of words. But apparently it wasn't a weird choice of, bir- of, of birds. Of birds. <laughs> of birds. <laughs> it came up in multiple chapters of the four we read this time that the erasers have these really persuasive, like lyrical voices and that it would not be the first time that like someone was drawn in by the sound of their voice so it almost sounds like the erasers themselves have some kind of hypnotic power some yeah maybe the school uses the same thing on them i don't know yeah maybe yeah like it used it on them and then once they got control of them they them then also gave it yeah (laughs) or they have like head eraser the alpha eraser that controls the other erasers oh god no i mind like the jellyfish there's the lead eraser that tells them all want to change color (laughs) the jellyfish queen (laughs) well like so this is later Uh but erasers are also described as looking like male models (laughs) yeah and i'm so confused by these erasers (laughs) yeah again i I'm assuming it's more of the same because we talked uh-huh. about this in the vampire chapter <laughs> of t- just the twilight time where like maybe it's a predatory advantage yeah. or in this case like the school is making them more like compelling charismatic <laughs> they're like well they're going to be gorgeous and have beautiful voices yeah like implying that there's like it doesn't even have to be magic, but just implying that there's, like, subtle cues mm-hmm. that people trust more. I mean, people do trust more attractive people more. Yeah, I did Google it oh. just to be like, is this a thing? And it was like, yeah, people are more likely to trust people they find attractive. Yeah. Just checks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But I feel like, am I, maybe you guys don't uh, know, isn't it part of the big bad wolf sort of trope that they usually have like a very compelling voice yep you're the fairy tale one here sophie exactly and so i'm looking for confirmation but i'm pretty sure it's always like the big horrible monster but has like a beautiful voice no yeah it is so i don't have anywhere to go with that but um (laughs) but it's like a a cultural thing they're building a creature yeah they're building a creature that like meets meets that trope okay interesting accurate i would agree they also keep calling everybody pigs. Yeah, so they're hundred percent going pigs. with the whole three little pigs and big bad wolf thing. Big bad oh, wolf. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yep. They'll huff and puff and blow you up with an improvised bomb. Yeah. yeah. But then um, Dr. Martinez is, like, immune to it. Yeah. Which Max acts like is a wild thing. Yeah. But I assume Max and the other kids are also immune to it. I do, too. But also, I mean, the gas man did say in that earlier chapter that they had a voice that would, like, make you want to do anything or whatever it was. Although, I guess that doesn't tell us whether it would make him want to do anything. Right. It could have just been a nebulous kind of you. Does Dr. Martinez have some sort of former association with the school? Oh, right. I hope not. Like, that she left. That would be so sad. And maybe that's why she's not compelled by them, because she has, like, some antidote to the eraser's compulsion in her system now or maybe if you why. it might be like if you know about it already you, you aren't compelled you aren't, by it yeah yeah mm. i don't know i like as i've said many times i don't remember anything about these books but for some reason that just tickled my brain that, that also tickled like, my brain as soon as you said it <laughs> right <laughs> but i was like <laughs> yeah it i i almost feel like it i could be wrong but I almost feel like it's one of those things where it's a reveal in a later book just yeah. to kind of ruin no. the relationship, you know? Like, to be like, oh, suck it, Max. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> he didn't have to ruin that. I'm going to Google it because now I need to know. <laughs> okay. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm mentally pushing back against this so hard because I really like Dr. Martinez and I want her to be well, good. I feel like it's- oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, right. Wait. <laughs> now I remember what it is. Yeah. Oh. Should, do we say it? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no! Re- <laughs> is it revealed in this book? <laughs> uh, uh, Am I right? I think... It's not I revealed in right. this book. You are, but also... <laughs> yeah. Isn't Dr. Martinez Max's mom? Dr. Martinez is Max's mom. Whoa! <laughs> See, I knew it. I was like, "Wait a minute!" Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She okay. worked on the avian human recombinant project and donated the egg I that would become it. Max, but was shut out of the project once the embryo was viable. Whoa! <laughs> right. I See, fuck. yep, Sam, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you did nailed it. <laughs> you did nailed it. Damn. Oh, um, I, I did. Was not going with the whole that she was her mother thing. Um, as soon as Hannah screamed, it exploded in my brain. Like I was like, "Oh yeah!" This oh also God. makes sense for why she was so chill. The fact that there was a child with wings in her yeah. house. Yeah. This, see, this makes more sense. Yeah, and why there's been so much. Like, wow, wouldn't it be great if I could just have this all the time from Max? Yeah, wouldn't it be awesome if this person was your mom? How cool would that be? Such subtle <laughs> foreshadowing. So, wait, so does this mean Max is Latina? Because that hasn't come up. I guess you wouldn't know. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I was picturing Max as just like a generic white girl, so I need to check my biases. <laughs> I mean, I guess she could still look like a generic white girl. I mean, I think the only description we've gotten is that she has blonde hair. Yeah, isn't she blonde? But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to talk myself into an awkward corner. Sure are. <laughs> well, that was a dramatic reveal that Holy. we <laughs> didn't mean to do. Uh... <laughs> See, my note for this chapter, ironically, is I'm going to write the fanfic where Dr. Martinez adopts all six bird kids <laughs> and they all live happily ever after. <laughs> 
Like, I kind of think she isn't shitty still. Well, that's what I'm like. That was more, more where my point was going was that she was involved with them when she thought the mission was like something that would benefit yeah. and be good. But when she found out it was like as crappy and whatever and terrible torture of kids as it is, yeah. she was like, fuck y'all, you're insane and got out. But she was probably still there long enough to know, like, yeah, enough of the initial plans and stuff to know, oh, if these eraser types come and confront me, I know that they're going to try to use their, like, compulsion and attractiveness to get me to do yeah. what they want. And so knows how to, like, repel it. Yeah. That was more my thing. It's not that she... I never was thinking that she was inherently a part of the school in a bad way. It was more, she probably started off in it, realized they were fucked, and then got the fuck out there as fast as she could. I think they maybe, I think they did just stop. Like, she was like, actually, we. I would like to take care of the baby. I think it's something mm. like that, where she was like, oh, and then the kids that are produced will be raised as children, and <laughs> not animals. Uh, yeah. And then they, yeah. like, kicked her out. I yeah. Think. So, you know, she's probably not um, exactly free of blame. <laughs> I was going to say, I guess. Yeah. But maybe, wait, did she willingly donate her egg to the avian yeah. program? Is that what it was? Sounds okay. like it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, so that is kind of problematic. Yeah. yeah. That, does that, anyway, this is a <laughs> lot of speculating. <laughs> it is yeah, I, I'm just like scrolling through the Dr. Martinez uh <laughs> maximumride.fandom.com slash wiki page now and this this series i know we've said it before y'all this series is wild okay (laughs) but we're getting back to the chapters that we're currently reading yeah and my other note for this chapter was going to be um wow uh the school max is only affected by men wearing white coats so clearly they didn't employ (laughs) any women and then i now that's ruined (laughs) Yeah, my good, my good joke. So I think she was more affected by people wearing white coats. Mm. She does say the man in the coat. Yeah, though. so I, I assumed say it was specify men. <laughs> yeah, but there is only a like, guy wearing a coat. This yeah. one that she sees is a man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm uh, assuming from it fully, entirely. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, they are shitty evil scientists written by a woman working for a man so (laughs) they're probably all male (laughs) well of course the mom has to be loving and maternal yeah so unless it's nudger's mom (laughs) well we don't know about her (laughs) that's true the last thing i want to say about these two chapters is that the erasers i'm assuming they're erasers they come in to like ask dr martinez at the vet clinic if she's seen anything unusual and she <laughs> says unusual like what a double rainbow gasoline for less than a buck 50 sugar-free soda that actually tastes good and because i'm not american i was like how ridiculous is gas for less than a buck 50 actually even counting for the exchange rate in 2004 that's 53 cents a liter yeah well they're using gallons though did yeah you i know that too? i did okay. <laughs> yeah a buck 50 for a gallon of gas converts to 53 cents per liter. Gas currently, as of when we're recording it today, it was 161 something uh, yeah. where I live. Yeah. So that yeah. kind of hurt my uh, soul a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I well, when I started driving, because I started driving late, and not as late as me, <laughs> not as late as you, but late. Um, when you live in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I always just think about how, because yeah, I lived, we we all lived in Toronto for a while. Yeah. I didn't need to drive when I was in Toronto, so there was just an eight-year period where I wasn't paying attention to gas prices. When I learned to drive, gas was 80 cents. (laughs) And then I got a car here and was like, oh, God. Yeah, I bought my first car during the, like, midst of the pandemic. So the first time I bought gas, it was like a buck 90 or something. (laughs) So at least it's only going down currently. Wow. Yep. Oh, I started you know. driving as soon as I immediately could, and gas was sixty cents. <laughs> so accurate. Yeah, it stayed into the sixty to dollar range for a while, and then it just kind of exponentially went up the last few years. Tragic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I guess we deserve to pay for gas if we're going to go around destroying the environment with our gas cars, but yeah. the cities we live in don't offer a ton of alternative. Yeah, and electric cars are not accessible to those to the average person. Yep. No, especially when there are no charging stations. <laughs> yeah, yep. and like I live in an apartment building. Where am I supposed to charge a car? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. Anyway, the books we're reading. Let's books go we're reading. to the nudge and fag chapters. Yeah, I yeah. I really thought Nudge talked to her parents. I mean, she I still could. Yeah, maybe she comes back. Yeah, maybe they stop by on the way back. Because I also feel like I have a memory of Nudge talking to her mom and being, like, heartbroken about it. Yeah. Her mom being, like, kind of... Kind of shitty. Shitty about it. I feel like... I don't know if her mom was shitty or if her mom was just, like, extremely impoverished and offered a lot of money for her kid. Like, I feel like I had that as well. And then Nudge was obviously in my head. (laughs) <laughs> what happened yeah. is that Nudge is upset that she was literally sold. That sounds right. Yeah, maybe it's um since Max is staying over another night. Yeah. Then we'll get another Nudge goes to try and meet her mom. Although that would be wild after escaping erasers there. <laughs> yeah, it would be wild. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate these chapters, if nothing else, that they really reinforce that all of them have microchips. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, which like does like I have been kind of wondering how they keep being able to find them everywhere. Yeah, and now we have an answer, so that's nice. Yeah, I'm interested to see why they left them alone for so long. Mm-hmm. I I think it was Jeb. I'm assuming it was Jeb trying to keep everyone off their backs for just a little bit longer to see what they do. Yeah, yeah, that's my guess too. Yeah, but yeah, now I need to know more about. Jeb's motivations because what yeah. no more googling the hell <laughs> yeah no more google <laughs> yeah I won't look up Jeb <laughs> that's a lot anyway yeah Nudge sees a woman doing you know like non-stereotypical mom things and is kind of disappointed that she is not making cookies to put on the windowsill or gardening yeah which like, I sort of get, but also, like, this lady is just a lady. <laughs> She's just living her life, you know? She's just doing her best. As somebody who would probably give up a baby for Sell adoption. Sell their child. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but give a child up for adoption. 
if yeah. I had one. Yeah. At this time in my life, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I would just be, you know, drinking Coke for breakfast and playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I would not be doing mom stuff. Yeah, no. Unless <laughs> mom stuff counts as, like, cuddling my cat. We had to end the recording and start again. But yeah, <laughs> the second episode in a row where this happened. Whoops. Yeah. Hey, if anybody knows any alternatives to uh, free podcast recording, turns out ours now has a time limit. <laughs> what a good time that is. Definitely Perfect. what you want to do in the middle of an episode. Anyway, much like we were thrown off, Nudge is thrown off about to talk to her mom by the eraser. <laughs> 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 I listen I still think it's a bad idea that Nudge talks to her mom yeah. I guess I get it but geez yeah. it's, it's dumb yeah especially going in just like preemptively having these preconceived notions of what a mom should be you yeah. know it's <laughs> baking all cookies gardening yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I don't know. I feel, I mean, I feel very strongly that this is not going to end well. But I also no. understand understand Nudge's compulsion to try to connect to someone. Like, she yeah. says that, she says to Fang that, like, Fang wouldn't care if he found his parents because he doesn't need anything or anyone. But Nudge isn't like that and she needs people. Which honestly is rude to Fang. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, rude to Fang. Also very preteen of her. Yeah. Anyone older just doesn't understand. But like Fang has done nothing but take care of her for the past yeah. like two days. <laughs> yeah. Like he comes with her down to this thing, even though he thinks it's a really bad idea, and she just like immediately throws it in his face. <laughs> yeah. Preteens. <laughs> Preteens. And like Fang doesn't say anything, which yeah. I interpret as that hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. His feelings so. are hurt. Yeah. And like I I get that Nudge is like an angsty preteen and is lashing out at someone who won't actually abandon her for being lashed out at. Yeah. But damn, Nudge, that was mean. That was cruel. <laughs> it was just not nice. Well and Fang is probably so worried about Max and Angel and Iggy and the gas man right now, right? Like Yeah. Because they all say that, like, Max is the leader and Max takes care of them. But what we have seen is that it is, like, or it does seem to be quite a partnership between the two of them. Yeah. Taking care of the rest of the family. Like, ironically, it seems like Max is the charismatic leader. Yeah. But Fang is the one who actually takes care of everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Fang is the mom friend. <laughs> yeah. Make sure there's enough food. Like, everyone's got somewhere to sleep. Like yeah <laughs> like max was doing like um the medical care i guess on whoever was banged up yeah but it does seem like they're both kind of doing it huh <laughs> sure does yep uh it's fine nudge yeah. but yeah listen they're all yep. wildly traumatized and this is how <laughs> nudges is rearing its head at the moment and 13 yeah 11 i think or isn't less. she yeah yeah 11. 
I mean, yeah. Fang is only 14, so he's probably also awash in some weird hormones. Yeah. I mean, he does say at some point, it's okay, you're just a kid. <laughs> it's yeah. like, sorry, you, Fang. Yeah, it's like, yeah. my dude, you are three years older than her, which I guess is a lot at that, yeah. at those ages, but still, like, but you are still. not a grown-up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's a grown-up. Nobody here is a grown-up, and all the grown-ups are evil scientists. Yeah. Also, like, kind of wild that Nudge just believes the erasers. <laughs> yeah. It's not a whole lie. Like, they did- I mean, the erasers didn't burn down their house. Iggy and Gasman did. Yeah. Um, their cabin in the woods. But, I don't know. It's not, like, unbelievable that yeah. everyone else would have been hunted down. Especially since they know Max is missing and they don't know what happened to her. Yeah. And I can also imagine with everything they've been through, it would be so easy for your default thinking to be what is the worst possible thing that could have happened? And it's like, our home has been burned down and the rest of our family is dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair. So I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, and I guess just cementing to nudge that Fang doesn't need anyone or anything. Fang is surprisingly calm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fang processes his processes everything inwardly and nudge does all of it all over her face yeah i mean yeah it's fine you know yeah. the trope of like a teen girl yeah being nonsensical and <laughs> emotional that's fine yeah i mean like i am also extremely emotional so i like i kind of like that nudge is acting like an actual 11 year old a little bit yeah that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, until she uh, starts doing, like, karate <laughs> on the erasers. <laughs> yeah, this was like, so clearly they have trained to do certain attack moves together. <laughs> yeah, like pinwheel. Like pinwheel and on the count of three, which means the count of one. <laughs> yep. Which is, because I, I don't remember specifically now, but I feel like Iggy and Gasman didn't really... Like, one of our gripes was like, have they really never accounted for <laughs> the erasers coming to find them? <laughs> yeah. Well, they did have the, like, up and away thing that they both True. knew exactly what that meant. Yeah. Although that's not that hard to parse out. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think so. I could figure that out also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, the first thing Nudge does is shove one of the erasers backwards so that he becomes impaled on a big cactus. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, lol, maybe she's 2% Shrike. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best bird. Uh, they're pretty good. They're, they're kind of alarming. Yep. Because they're the birds that impale things on, like, fences and twigs. And cactuses. And cactuses. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> yeah. So Nudge might be 1% Ferruginous Hawk and 1% Shrike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because those two birds are very different colors. I can't remember what a shrike looks like. They're like gray. No oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. Fang is a shrike and she learned Maybe. it from him. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, no, it's a cool fight scene. Uh, it is a and cool then fight scene. Fang gets absolutely the shit kicked out of him. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Nudge saves him. Yeah. It, it, within um, Fang's getting the absolute shit beaten out of him, he is described as being hit by Ari as with enough force to snap his ribs, but it's unclear to me if he actually does get his ribs snapped. That's a great point. 
because that gets used in books a lot yeah (laughs) that kind of phrasing yeah but i'm like wait so like is fang grievously injured or is he just like superficially injured and it is not clear he does move faster than nudge has ever seen him a few moments later but he's also probably quite adrenalized yeah i don't know that he well maybe it's hard to say i was about to be like i don't know that you can fly with muscles specifically attached to your ribs uh with broken ribs but then i was like well actually <laughs> i don't know painkiller like and what is it what is it adrenaline there we go yeah yeah can basically remove all pain so yeah interesting i guess we'll find out we'll find out later yeah i don't think he does probably not because he's a main character i just for some reason it seems like a weird choice of words yeah it does I mean, Max is also a main character, and she got shot. <laughs> in this book? A weird choice of words? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So bizarre. <laughs> okay, there's more eraser stuff in these chapters related to their morphing. And last time we had talked about like how they actually physically turn into things. Yeah. And one thing I had brought up is that humans and wolves have different numbers of teeth. So how did that work? And we have that horrifyingly confirmed in one of these chapters. Where they, like, open their mouths and fangs erupt from their gums. Yeah! Like so a snake. they have retractable teeth, yeah. Yeah, I was right. You were right. <laughs> hinged Yuck. teeth. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, hinged teeth wouldn't erupt from the gums, would they? It almost seems like they're retractable like a cat. <laughs> a cat's claws, I should say. <laughs> I was like, like, cat's <laughs> teeth? <laughs> a cat's claws, or Toothless the Dragon. Right uh one of which (laughs) is real yeah (laughs) um (laughs) i mean i would because like they go up into like pockets so they would still look like they came out but they would like swing down but i would still think that was erupting if it went fast enough you know (laughs) yeah that's fair again could be a weird word choice i'm doing the best i can with realistic (laughs) yeah unless they're going through like because Ari, 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 one of those. Ari. Ari was a, is an eight-year-old who is an adult man, which I, I do want to just say that Nudge is calling the male models. Yeah. An eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, like, maybe the teeth is, like, their baby teeth? <laughs> like, they're having their oh. human adult teeth coming through? But it's wolf teeth, you know, whatever that, but it's sped up. Wait, but are they eight before they transform? I don't know. Human adult teeth displace baby teeth. They don't show up in addition to, unless you're specifically talking about like 12 year molars and wisdom teeth. Right. But what I'm trying to, maybe whatever that process is, is co-opted to make the dog teeth come out. Because like, if they're, sorry, the connection I have here is that Clearly, they have sped up the aging process. Yeah. And one thing that happens during that aging process is, right, your deciduous teeth come out, uh-huh. right? Like, uh huh. And so, like, maybe there's a very tenuous connection in there somewhere. <laughs> sure. Where, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or they're like sharks and just constantly growing new teeth and spitting out teeth everywhere every time they turn back into human two percent wolf two percent shark yeah Uh uh-huh two percent human growth hormone (laughs) ten percent man ten (laughs) percent knife 
10% dad. <laughs> this is a McElroy joke again. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, so when the erasers are in human form, are they like still kids? And then no. when they're no. okay, okay, that's what I was like. Just something one of you said really threw me off. I was like, that was me. Wait, what? Okay, probably. Yeah, he is chronologically a child, but yeah, physically but an adult. Physically an adult. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I just yeah. got really confused right there because I was like, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Are they kids yeah. transforming to adults? As anyways, <laughs> you're just like aware man. Your child. <laughs> <becomes> <laughs> A full-grown man at the full moon. Well, like, still a werewolf because you're still a kid, but you're just transforming it into an adult wolf man? Like, I don't know, guys. Yeah, uh. I'm assuming that these kids have been pumped full of, like, a ton of hormones that have forced them to go through, like, early puberty and yeah. mature, basically, extremely yeah. quickly. They're all going to get cancer within the next 10 years. Well, I was thinking that maybe it's a case where they got recombined with wolves who at eight years old are deeply Elderly. adults. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so they're in the middle ground somewhere of mm. human and wolf. Actually. Which now horrifying means that they'll die so young. Yeah. From all the cancer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That makes sense. I can't imagine that these guys were built for longevity. No, no. not at all. No. Yikes. <laughs> well, birds? Well, I guess it depends which uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could be a, like an albatross, though. They live for over 80 years. Or a parrot. <laughs> or a parrot, which can live for like 100. Falcons and hawks, not so much. <laughs> maybe not. May maybe like in captivity? Three, can they live longer years. in captivity? <laughs> yeah longer longer in captivity for yeah sure. <laughs> which is sort of what these guys are yeah captive by their 98 percent human genome yeah if they don't get eaten by predators <laughs> <laughs> which is looking less and less likely with every chapter in which these erasers show up yeah uh, also i love that <laughs> ari's insult of choice is to call them mutants <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> and freaks <laughs> Mutants and freaks. Mutants and freaks. <laughs> Nudge is just like, oh, like you're not a freak yourself. Nudge said meanly. <laughs> it's like, meanly? Try looking in a mirror, dog boy. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm a wolf man. That's a sick burn. A sick nudge burn. Yep. Meanly. <laughs> Got him. Sorry, what were you saying? I mean, I do feel like Nudge's default voice would be peppy. So maybe yeah. she has to specify when she's being mean, because otherwise she just sounds like a peppy nudge. Yeah. Otherwise it sounds like a compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try looking in a mirror, dog boy. You look great. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> <laughs> My, what long teeth you have. <laughs> uh, I hope there's more Little Red Riding Hood and or Three Little Pigs. Because there will be. So I'm choosing to be excited about it. That's a good way to approach this. Uh, yeah. And then Nudge immediately takes the blame for Fang getting hurt. Uh, yeah. Great. Because even when you're 2% bird, you're still 98% socialized as a human girl. Yeah. Yep. Well, are you? Yeah. Are you? In a lab? Well, but Jeb took them. No, oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry, of course. <laughs> I mean, they do seem to consume pop culture somehow. So somehow. God stuff and God stuff. Tarzan. Yeah. And baseball. Yeah. Anything else? No. <laughs> no. Okay, great. 
Shall we guess what's going to happen next? Let's. Yes. Okay, I will be reading you the first sentence of the next four chapters. Chapter 45. Angel stared and stared and stared at Jeb Batchelder. <laughs> well. <laughs> what do you think will happen in this chapter, you guys? A reunion. I think Angel's going to stare at Jeb. <laughs> yeah. I think she's going to bite him. I, yeah. I hope so. Maybe she will speak for the first time in her captivity. That's a good guess. Because she yeah. hasn't yet. Yeah, that's a good guess. She'll be like, you! How dare you? We thought you were dead. Traitorous bitch. Heck you, you son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, that's some more likely than mine. Big fat jerk. And he'll be like, who taught you language like heck? And gun. <laughs> gun. How dare you say gun? <laughs> I'm going to shoot you if you say that again. <laughs> okay, chapter 46. I, oh, that's, yep, that's it. <laughs> It's just I? It's just I? I, period. Sophie? <laughs> what? Okay I'll, okay, I'll give you the next yeah, sentence, Yeah, please. Too. It has to be at least the whole sentence. <laughs> I, period. Uh-huh. Am, period. Oh. <laughs> oh. Is it Max? It's Max. Because it's, P- it's first person, so it has to be. So she's... Well, it could be in quotations. Is it in quotations? It is in quotations. Mm, so it could be Nudge. Oh. It could even be Angel. It could be Iggy or Gassman, too. Okay, I'll give you um, the <laughs> remainder of in the quotations. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Wait, the quotations is a sentence. There's periods. There's three periods in it. No. <laughs> give us the sentence as it would be spoken yeah. without the punctuation that's used for emphasis. Exactly. Only using the punctuation that's used as punctuation. Exactly. Okay, fine. <laughs> I am in heaven. I said, inhaling deeply. <laughs> oh, it's Max. Max. <laughs> okay, so obviously Dr. Martinez is still spoiling her or something. Yeah. Yeah. Making her... Spaghetti. Oh, I was going to say lasagna or mac and cheese. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but it's definitely pasta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say it's on brand for the chapters we just read. Oh, it's cookies. Oh, cookies. Okay, I was like, it's dog food. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, she's eating fresh dog food. Ew. (laughs) Sam's favorite. Wet. (laughs) Chapter forty-seven. Nudge still couldn't accept that Max and the others were dead. Mm. Oh Mm. right, because the erasers made her think that. Yeah. Um. I assume they're back with the hawks or flying back to the hawks. Yeah, either en route or back, and Nudge is just having a mental breakdown, which, fair. If my whole thought yeah, was family was dead. Uh, yeah. A mental breakdown both ways, to and from. <laughs> yeah, to, to and from, true, yeah. <laughs> just a different one in each direction. Yeah. I realize uh, that I am Nudge. <laughs> Nudge needs a hug so bad. <laughs> yeah. Fang, you've given her chocolate bars, but can you give her a hug? Please give her physical affection and not just acts of service. <laughs> <laughs> her love language might not be physical touch though you don't know yeah but i feel like it is yeah <laughs> it might be fair. words of reassurance that's yeah. true and he's also not doing that he's not doing that either nope um okay chapter 48 okay the next morning i pulled on my new sweatshirt max okay max mm-hmm. and she's about to head out hopefully and like try to find nudge and fang finally oh my god do you think we're currently recording this in april do you think by the time we hit summer, Max will have reunited with anybody? Okay, well, hold on. Uh-huh. 
Do you mean the episodes that come out in the summer? <laughs> Either, honestly. Okay. Currently recording for May. So I don't think... I think by the episode that releases end of July, maybe early August, <laughs> they'll meet up again. I think in the four chapters after these ones, so two episodes from now, they're going to be back together because things happen so quickly. Good point. <laughs> yeah. I Yeah. But things happen quickly in very small chunks. Yeah, the maybe thing. the next four chapters will all be Iggy and Gasman. Yeah. Or it'll be like one chapter, Max decides to leave. Another chapter, Max is looking for them. Another <laughs> chapter, Max sees some hawks in the distance and goes to take yeah. a look. Another yeah. chapter, Max is looking at the hawks and then she hears someone call Max. And then the chapter <laughs> after that, they all reunite. They all reunite. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Accurate. In that time, Iggy will have like built a nuclear bomb out of a tree somehow. And the gas man will have like farted all of the erasers into submission. And Angel will have yeah. just like transcended into a ball of light or something. Yeah. My <laughs> hypothesis uh, is that we don't hear about Iggy and Gasman uh, for a while because they're flying to meet up with them. Mm. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. Is, or, is my theory. And maybe because we're supposed to think that they're dead also now. Yeah. Maybe. True. Yeah. It's a possibility. Anyway, uh, who could possibly say? Tune in next time, I guess. Yeah, I guess, right? <laughs> for this thrilling cliffhanger. <laughs> Was that all of them? Did we do four? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because it's oh 40. My God. Wait, I already wait. forgot what one of them. Yeah, it was. That was four. <laughs> uh, there were just some. The one you got mad about with the sentence. Anyway. Yeah, that's the only one I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what other things we're reading. I, per usual, have only read one thing, mm -hmm. but it was a song for the Wild Build. Ah! Uh, it was so good. Isn't it I read so it. so good? All today. <laughs> yeah, it's it not very long, so at least. It was so good. It was so good. It's so good. It's one of my favorite books from last year. It is going to be, like, maybe my favorite. Oh, I did read Legends and Lattes this year. Okay, it's going to be one of my top two for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I liked A Song for the Wild Built more than Legends and Lattes, personally. I think I did, too, but I feel like they're in different categories. In my they head. are, yeah. Yeah. One is sci-fi and one is... <laughs> I yeah, for sure. <laughs> One was, uh, I feel like Legends of Lattes was just like sillier. Yes. Which is, you know, my vibe. Yeah. Anyway, very good book. I have the second one and I'm going to be reading that next. So Yay. novellas are the best thing ever invented. They're great. <laughs> They're so manageable. <laughs> I love novellas. Okay. Uh, that's it for me. Yeah, you're reading novellas and I'm still reading a 1,200-page book. <laughs> yeah. Different approaches. I'll have everybody know I am 91% of the way through Rhythm of War. Wow. I literally have like 130 pages left. Wow. You're so close. You're so close. <laughs> I'm so close. By next episode, for <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> I leave for Toronto um, in three or four days. I'm trying. I'm going to try to finish it tomorrow. Wow. 160 pages is doable on a Sunday. Yeah, I think it is. And it's like, I think I'm going to just go for a walk and finish the audio, like finish it through audio. So yeah, smart. smart. I think I'll be done it by tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Proud <laughs> of you, Sam. You're going to have to read the last page, like in the physical book, though, right? Yeah. And there's like some like <laughs> index stuff at the back because there's a lot to 
obviously, if you're reading a series where four books are 1,200 pages each, yep. there's a lot of other stuff. So there's like a few yep. things in the back I'll want to read up on. But uh, yeah, I'm almost done. We're almost there, guys. Proud of you. Thank you. Besides that, I'm still reading A Marvelous Light, which is our April book club book. I said that wrong, but that's okay. We're going to keep going. <laughs> and I haven't really made much progress on that because I've been trying to finish with it before. And through work, I don't sit a microscope anymore. So I don't listen to a lot of audiobooks anymore. But sometimes I find a good nonfiction helps me focus, weirdly enough, through like data analysis or I don't know. Anyways. But I listened to Gathering Moss, A Natural and Cultural History of Mosses by Robin Wall Kimmerer. I might have said that wrong, but uh, I do apologize. And it's just about moss. Wow. <laughs> I want to read that one. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's been, no, it's been on my list for a little while. Oh, okay. For those unfamiliar, she is also the author of Braiding Sweetgrass, which is her more popular book, I think. And this is just another one. And it's just about moss. <laughs> it's, wow it's it's fun <laughs> it's a good time yeah Dang. it's just very peaceful to listen to while you're trying to debug your code <laughs> that's all i sure. love that yeah so that's it that's all i have to report how about you hannah uh i'm also reading a novella 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 whatever whatever you want yeah i'm about halfway through it because i keep reading it in the evenings and falling asleep which is not a commentary on how good it is because it's very good. <laughs> but it's Untethered Sky by Fonda Lee about oh, nice. basically a falconer whose falcon is a rock. By which I mean ROC, the giant bird, not like rock is in a stone. Mm. It's very interesting and very unique. And then I'm listening to two books, a nonfiction book and a fiction book. The nonfiction book is an audio version of Wonderful Life, The Burgess Shale and the Nature of History by Stephen J. Gold. And I already offended Sophie with my opinions <laughs> about that one once. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because I find it very pretentious, but it is like the, like you said, the first book about the Burgess Shale. Yeah. Much. I think you thought it was a book that came out like this year. No, I knew it came out in like 1989. 1989. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's written so pretentiously, which is a shame. And I think it's written like most... <laughs> Like most science. science books, which are often very pretentious. <laughs> yeah, from the 90s, particularly. Uh, yeah. yeah. So the information in it is very interesting, but I wouldn't recommend it as an audiobook because it keeps referring to figures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's that. Don't read that one as an audiobook, but it's probably fine as a physical book. It's also hugely out of date. Just so, like, don't read it for that reason. <laughs> okay, that's also good to know. <laughs> why am i reading it <laughs> yeah i got i got it from netgalley and i was like "Ooh, a new book on the burgess shale and then i went to add it to goodreads and it was like mm, this was published in 1989 and i was like i don't know why this is on netgalley but uh okay <laughs> i assume it's a new audio edition must be yeah and here is my recommendation don't listen to this audio edition <laughs> yeah. he also keeps saying panoply which i don't think is how you pronounce that word I thought it was panoply. No idea. I don't know that I've ever said it out loud, so... Anyway, someone's gonna tell me that I'm <laughs> wrong, so that's fine. <laughs> I'm gonna move on to In the Lives of Puppets by TJ Klune, which I actually <gasps> do want to talk about, but I won't because it's delightful and I don't want to give spoilers. I was gonna say, I'll take my headphones off. <laughs> yeah. If you like TJ Klune books, you're gonna like this one too. So far, I would say it is tied with Cerulean Sea for me. 
Oh, that's good. It's so good. Aww, I love it wow. so much. And I want to read it again, but I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know that feeling? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe by the time you hear this episode, I'll be reading The Kaiju Preservation Society by John oh. Scalzi, which is our Midlight Book Club book for May this year. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe you'll find out on Instagram or Twitter if uh, we've actually started reading it yet, but <laughs> not right now. <laughs> not now. Nope. Uh, if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Tumblr, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website midlightpod.podbean.com and on YouTube. And Nudge, noticing the same thing that many of us millennials are noticing about our housing options. No white picket fences anywhere. (laughs) A fence in this economy? In this economy? A house in this economy? In the year of our bird lord? A house? (laughs) I can't even afford a fence. (laughs) 